an old lady with 22 kids in that TRU that we, we all know the size of a TRU. And 22 kids in that thing and one old, old, old man. Of course, the parents of the kids, it is said they are somewhere in Gauteng, others in KZN, others in Eastern Cape look, looking for a job, but they are sleeping in a TRU, being 23 of them. Uh, it's, 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 it's something that you, you have not seen before. Very, very dire. And I, I think that we, we all will leave politics and talk to the issues that is, is affecting our people. And, and, and we're still going to be going to Eastern Cape next week. We're going to Northern Cape and Northwest because Northern Cape has also been now affected. Um, I, I'm sure Sister Nancy is struggling because she's putting you on the other line. So the meeting is duly opened and um, let's take the moment of silence and observe the mediation and prayer. Moment of silence, please. Thank you very much. Um, any apologies, Nasipo? Good morning, Chairperson. There was an apology for Minister uh, Mr. Mtuno, but I saw him he joined the meeting. I'm not sure if he's going to leave early. And also, a member who indicated that she will leave earlier due to a family responsibility. That is all. Is it who was screaming? Seke? No, Chaperson is Mamus Friday. Now I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> My sister, Mom, Mom, I see, so you are disrupting the meeting. And the go and the go for the match. Okay. Seke? Uh, you are contradicting my proposal, my earlier proposal. If you are going to leave the meeting and I propose you share the meeting, then there's a problem. What are you saying? Chair. Mm. Yes. Uh, I'll see what to do, sir. We'll see what to do. What is Let's it? continue for now. Let's continue. We'll see how it goes, Jack. Okay. Is, is there any other approach that I, I was not recorded that you want us to know, uh, members? Your silence means there is no other, uh, no other apology. Can we... And, and, and I'm not sure if indeed I must use um, silence as, as a confirmation, but I want to do that unless there's a problem. Um, no, Sipo. We are now on item, we are now on item four. Yes. The, where the brief, briefing by the Department of Water and Sanitation. I, I really do want to say that you know, the, the presentation is very long. It has got 83 pages. 
uh, I'm not sure the format and the, the, the formula you're going to want to do with, with it, uh, Minister Mkunu and your team. But please note that your, your presentation is very long. It's about 83 pages. Uh, it might take a little bit long time. So uh, when you present, please be mindful uh, of that uh, longitude of the, the, the report. Minister Mkunu, we are in your hands. Minister was kicked out by your system, Chair. Mamakaz will introduce the report on our behalf. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you, dear Masabo, Minister, DG, the Honorable Members of the National Assembly uh, Portfolio Committee on Water and Sanitation. Let me without hesitating, indicate to yourself, Chairperson, that today our focus is on uh, uh, water boards uh, that are in the Department of uh, Water and Sanitation. All in all, Chairperson, we've got nine water boards, uh, Rent Water, Umgeni, Overbeck, Amatola, Bloom, Lepele, Mahalis, Mthatuze, and Sidibeng water boards. I need to indicate that uh, the arrival of Minister Mkunu in the department, uh, we focused on making sure that we review the water boards and uh, hence uh, uh, the disestablishment of uh, Sidibeng water. Our major focus was to make sure that uh, we look at the mandates of the water boards we also look at their financial position and governance issues, which uh, as we're looking at, we, thought, we saw that uh, there are challenges with governance issues and hence the decision that we need to look into how best can we reshape and reorganize. Uh, and But also uh, our of the other focus is making sure that we review the legislation, but also make sure that we empower the ministry in the interventions that we'll be able to, ma- uh, to make as and when we deliver water on the ground. Uh, there are challenges which actually have been, uh, we have seen in the water boards, especially uh, the two water boards that do not have permanent boards, uh, Amatola and Mahalis. Uh, which actually is, uh, we find it as a precarious situation, but uh, we're working on it to make sure that in the end, we definitely will be able to have a a permanent board. But within the same breath, uh, Amatola, Lipele, Umgeni boards do not have permanent CEOs. And uh, when you do not have permanent CEOs, it becomes a challenge for uh, the person acting to can be able to take decisions sometimes and be able to do what is expected of them. Uh, which actually, this we take it that if we're able to have all the boards, having permanent uh, board members and having CEOs, it will definitely go a long way uh, in making sure that uh, work gets done in a proper way because as we are reviewing, 
we definitely need to make sure that uh, some of these boards can be able to have footprints throughout uh, uh, their dis- the designated or what we are anticipating that they will be they will be able to do. Uh, it's very good to report that despite the fact that Mahalis does not have a permanent body, it's got a clean audit uh, for uh, the financial year. Uh, Bloom, Water, Lipele, and Umgeni, uh, their uh, audit uh, outcomes remains unchanged with unqualified report with uh, findings. Uh, and uh, we, we believe that uh, the regress that we saw in, in Satuse we should be able to make sure that uh, going forward, uh, uh, the unqualified with no findings come back again. Uh, or Amatola, Overbeck, and Sidibeng, we're still awaiting uh, uh, the outstanding uh, reports. There are a number of SIU, uh, SIU uh, investigations which are taking place, and the DG will talk to that. But... Uh, Chairperson, I need to indicate that uh, the challenge and the frustration that we are seeing is uh, the irregular, fruitless, and wasteful expenditure to the tune of $8 billion, all in all. And uh, this is a cause for concern that we should be able to look at it and say, uh, where has it gone wrong? Why are we seeing these type of tendencies in the boards? Uh, and lastly, Chairperson, I would want to say that this is uh, uh, like you're, you're seeing a song of sixpence at the municipal debts which are there, which uh, we need to work together with the portfolio committee and see how best can we uh, uh, deal with the, the challenge of the municipal debts and uh, the interministerial task team uh, uh, set up and chaired by the Department of Cooperative Governance and Traditional Affairs uh, is looking into uh, uh, this. But uh, we're also saying that the Department of Public Enterprise, Finance and Water uh, Energy, uh, together with us, we should be able to work uh, with SALGA uh, so that we can be able to find permanent solution to the debt which actually is rising particularly on water provision by the boards and uh, uh, this challenge uh, of the debt actually uh, when you look into it it impacts uh, negatively on a number of issues uh, you can talk about uh, the, the the safe water for drinking. Uh, you can talk about so many things uh, that we are looking at. Uh, it is just about how can we be able to assist and deal with the situation, particularly looking at the boards because we are re-looking at the mandate so that they can be able to work closer with the municipality uh, in this end. On that note, Chairperson, uh, let me uh, through you invite the Director General of the Department of uh, Water and Sanitation, Dr. Sean Phillips, to make a detailed presentation to the Portfolio Committee, much as you're saying that it will be a long presentation, but hopefully it definitely will be able to shed light uh, on uh, what we are doing uh, as the Department of Water and Sanitation. Thank you very much, Chairperson. 
Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Phillips. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Deputy Minister. Good morning, Honourable Members. Um, Chairperson, uh, about 30 or 40 of the slides are detailed financial slides, which you won't go through in detail. So that will help the presentation to be a bit quicker. I would just like to add a few into more introductory remarks to complement those made by the Deputy Minister. And then with your permission to hand over to uh, Eustatia Bofilatos, our Acting Chief Director for Entities, to make the presentation. Um, Honourable Members, um, as you're aware, the water boards uh, are established in terms of the Water Services Act, and their role is to assist municipalities. Historically, um, they have focused mostly on assisting municipalities by providing water treatment and bulk distribution services. Um, but uh, increasingly, we are asking the water boards to do more to support and intervene in municipalities as we focus more on trying to be more systematic and comprehensive in our support to, and interventions in municipalities to turn around the deterioration in, in water services at municipal level, we will be increasingly requesting uh, the water boards to help us in this regard. This is already happening. Rand Water is, is the implementing agent for the department in terms of its intervention in Impoleni municipality in the Val. Um, Umplatuzi Water is a, our implementing agent for our intervention in Umkanyagudi in KwaZulu-Natal. And Bloom Water are our implementing agent for our intervention with regard to sanitation in Machabeng municipality in the Free State. Um, we, we um, as indicated by the Deputy Minister, we're in the process of rationalizing the boundaries of the water boards um, and the numbers of water boards, considering issues such as the need for them to be able to provide services all over the country in areas where their services are needed, and also uh, considering the financial, long-term financial sustainability of the water boards. Um, in addition, um, we are also focusing on addressing some of the legacy issues with some of the big projects that the water boards have managed on our behalf. Uh, for example, as we all know, the Guiani project in Limpopo has, is, has been delayed, um, should have been completed a while ago. Um, so we are working closely with Lupeli Northern Water to address that. There is progress now, and uh, we, we have allocated some of our engineers to support Lupeli Northern Water to assist them to make sure that that project is completed timelessly. With those introductory remarks, um, Chairperson, I'd like to hand over to Eustacia, with your permission, uh, to make the presentation. Eustacia. Thank you. Thank you, Chair, Honourable Members, uh, DM and DG. Um, I think we've gone past the overview of the water boards. Uh, the DG made uh, remarks. I, th I think this is an important slide uh, around the area of where our water boards cover. We know that um, some of our water boards cross um, provincial boundaries, like Mahalis, that uh, um, covers uh, part of Gauteng, Northwestern Limpopo. We know that Sedi uh, Beng as well covers uh, Free State, Gauteng, North and West. And Overberg is only a small little section in um, the Western Cape. So they are not wall-to-wall entities. Um, next slide. Our current um, water sector institutional landscape is quite complex. We have the Water Services Act that establishes um, the water boards, which are 3B entities. 
Um, we have uh, nine water boards and um, they do bulk water services. Um, in terms of the National Water Act, we're establishing catchment management agencies and they are responsible for managing water resources at a local level and um, ensuring that uh, um, the communities and local um, stakeholders have uh, say in um, the, the um, water resources. In, with, we, under the Water Act, we also have established um, water user associations and transform irrigation boards to, um, to um, water user associations. And they are entities, voluntary entities, which support uh, local water resource management and mostly look at um, uh, Schedule 3 of the National Water Act are responsible. In the meantime, we are busy establishing the National Water Resource Infrastructure Agency. Um, um, and that is a combination of the TCTA, which is established by NOTIS and uh, um, by the minister. And we are combining it with um, uh, the branch of infrastructure agencies, and that is still underway. We also are, are we also um, establishing the economic regulator, although we're still busy looking at the best institutional option for the economic regulator. And we have transboundary institutions and like the Komati, the Limcom, and uh, Inka Maputu, and they deal with transboundary issues and they, they uh, report uh, to, to the minister uh, after, after the board, um, uh, in terms of um, their various treaties. The Water Research Commission is a Schedule 3A and it's also established in terms of its own act, which we are busy revising currently. And they support all these institutions in terms of research and innovation and knowledge management. Thank you. So our institutional landscape, as you can see, is complex and um, they each entity has a different role and responsibility. And the DG just mentioned, next slide, the DG just mentioned that we're busy reviewing the water boards. And um, the water boards are... Um, the reason why we are reviewing the water boards and the main change drivers and, is that because our municipal performance is weak at the moment, it compromises the effective sustainability of water services. And that uh, means that we're not effectively uh, ensuring that everyone gets sustainable uh, and adequate services. Uh, in some instances, the relationship between water boards and municipalities are poor and it's not conducive to the optimal outcome of service delivery. There's always bickering around uh, issues and it impacts on the local person on the ground. The financial viability of some of our water boards is marginal. And in some instances, it depends of course, where there are the dynamics of the area where they are, the client base, if it's in a rural area, there is an issue around um, recovery of payment. In addition to that, we have a, a challenge, and it's not only our water boards that have this challenge, is billing and revenue collection at municipal level and the non-payment of municipalities to water boards. We know that is across most of our entities, that's one of the, the biggest issues. Um, there's been continuous or we've been having a lot of governance problems uh, in uh, some of the water boards and you know without uh, good governance it impacts on the effective, uh, effective service delivery implementation of the entities. So that's something that we have been looking at very closely. As far as possible water boards need to be financially sustainable and they must be able to raise capital from the market for infrastructure projects. 
And one of the reasons, or one of the main reasons that we are reconfiguring and looking at the roles and responsibility is for this issue. And um, like I mentioned in the previous slides, um, that not all uh, the water boards do not cover the whole area, and we need to make sure that um, the, the unserved um, have uh, get that service. And that's why we're looking at uh, the reconfiguration of water boards. We also have issues which cause confusion. And in some cases, we have multiple water boards focusing in one area. Um, and uh, when something, when there's a shortage of supply or when there's a disruption, then we are not sure who's responsible for it. We know that in Hammanscraft, for example, uh, rainwater and Mahali's uh, supply water to Hammanscraft, as well as Tswani Metro. And then there is an issue who is responsible for the, for the service delivery in the area. So we need to look at all our uh, issues and try and um, sort them, um, try and sort them out by our new reconfiguration and roles and responsibility. Um, as you've heard earlier on by both the DM and the DG that we have initiated this process by um, the start of disestablishing Sedibeng Water, and we are doing it in terms of Section 28 of the Water Services Act. And uh, the main reasons for that are around um, finance, poor governance, and of course poor service delivery. And ultimately, those are the three key indicators um, for a sustainable entity. Um, the areas that Sedibeng Water, like I mentioned earlier, Sedibeng Water covers um, Northwest, um, Plum, and Hauke. Um, and we want to make sure that um, Sedibeng's um, infrastructure will be either incorporated in Bloom Water or Mahali's Water. We have established work streams with all the relevant role players that are looking at each of these issues, the risks, the objectives, the infrastructure, the money, and we are um, in the process of um, the disestablishment. We're hoping to disestablish by the end of June. As you all know, I'm sure that there is a Gazette notice that was um, for public comment. It was, uh, I think, gazetted on the 20th of May, and it's out for public comment on the, for 40 days. We have already started receiving quite a few um, comments, especially from municipalities that have been serviced by um, Sedibeng Water. Um, the minister and, um, and the uh, entities have been consulting with COPTA and the affected water boards and the provinces, municipalities and um, the relevant unions. Uh, so there has been a very thorough consultation process that's been happening in the last two months. Obviously, the most important thing is that we want to minimize negative impact on service delivery. Not at no, not at no time do we want to not have water, um, uh, water services to anyone. So it's something that we are monitoring very carefully. Um, we're also looking, and um, the minister has um, um, discussed this with the chairs and with the water boards sometime in the beginning of March, is that we're looking to um, realign and reconfigure some of these water boards. And we have started, well, the rand water um, will serve as all of heart in Pumalanga, including Hammanskral. We're saying that Lapele Northern Water, its area of operation will be expanded to the whole of Limpopo to maximize service delivery and to cover areas that were previously unserviced. The Umgede and Umshlatuzi um, to combine as a regional border board for KZN. And we know we, we need to do that in terms to strengthen the balance sheet and to ensure that uh, 
we um, service the whole of the KZN area. Um, it's, we started that process in 2015. However, it was um, put on hold, and we are going to we are busy relooking it at the best uh, at the best institutional option uh, process. In terms of Amatola Water Board, um, uh, our intentions are also to make it a regional water board for the Eastern Cape. Um, Overberg Water, we all know, is a very small entity, but the minister has directed them to provide a growth strategy and to provide us with um, um, proposals. But in the meantime, directives can be issued to, to um, Overberg Water by the minister to intervene and support selected municipalities that have issues with service delivery. Of course, this is not casting concrete. Uh, other, other recommendations uh, may be made in future, depending on the financial of financial performance of the water boards, and also depending on the issues that I mentioned previously regarding governance and service delivery. In terms of our governance status, I think the DM mentioned that this is one of the most critical indicators of uh, good uh, of uh, making sure that our water boards provide. Um, Good services. If we look at um, Amatola, Machalis, and Seribing, we have interim boards in place. In Amatola, we have already initiated the process to start with the appointment of the board, and um, that should be, uh, I think, the advert should be out or is already out for, for getting nominations. Machalis Water, we, are, we wanted to align it with the um, disestablishment of city being and, and increasing the area gazetted area of operation and making sure that ev that everyone is aligned uh, is represented so that we have the whole area of uh, um, uh, the board that we look at all the issues but we have uh, we we have started with the process of that um, in terms of city being of course um, we, we are busy with the disestablishment and it's not that's uh, it, not the issue at the moment once the boards get appointed the CEOs will also get appointed so the orange or the color will we, we will sort that out will appeal and um, the minister signed the letter to appoint the CEO and he's probably going to start uh, his his work um, uh, ASAP in terms of Amatola water, Although it's an interim board, and we don't really want interim boards to appoint acting uh, to appoint CEs, uh, we have made exceptions on Matola because we need to ensure that uh, we strengthen the capacity and capability of Amatola immediately. And once the CE is appointed, the, we will appoint the CFOs. Uh, Umbeni as well is in the final stages of appointing a CE. In terms of the audit fine reports for 2021, uh, we, we, uh, Amatola, Overberg, and Sedibing have not yet submitted the um, the annual report. And um, next slide. And the reason for that is that delays are delays by the Auditor General um, uh, have caused the uh, are causing the late submissions, and um, they've. Uh, this, uh, they will submit uh, shortly. Next slide. There have been quite a few SIU investigations, and I know that uh, the DG presented on most of these uh, a week or two ago, and I think that's all fresh in, in everybody's minds, but just in terms to, to make sure that we've got an all-rounded uh, presentation, there have been uh, proclamations to certain water boards, and in terms for, there's a proclamation R35 
for uh, for Mr. Tuzi Water, and it's a criminal case referred to the law enforcement. Next slide. Um, uh, the issue is around procurement, allegations around procurement and, and uh, processes, uh, procurement processes uh, for uh, for maintenance of pipes. And um, the outcome for that is that um, a, a criminal case has been opened and the case was reported in um, Richards Bay. We also know that uh, the DPCI are handling these criminal investigations. And we also know that three implicated employees on the Tuesday Water Board resigned prior to the completion of the investigation. In terms of Lepele Northern, we have a proclamation R22 and R27, and that was both for consulting, consult, uh, con appointment of consulting firms. Next slide. And um, and the issues is around uh, no procurement process were followed, and um, and uh, the outcomes is that the SIU issued summons on the 26th of November 2018. And there's a civil litigation action is set aside to a contract value of 4.1 billion, and we and it was uh, uh, the result was the contract was unlawfully and irregularly concluded. And the parties that are under that are in, involved in the litigation are um, LTE, Carter Civils, and Mapani District Municipality, the department, and. Um, uh, in terms of the R22 um, proclamation, um, SAU has referred evidence to the Construction and Industry Board uh, around this uh, towards the con contravention of the CIBD. And the current status is that CIBI are conducting, uh, is conducting an investigation to the matter based on the SAU's recommendation. We know that disciplinary referral was made in respect of this, uh, the Lapella CEO. And he resigned before the end of the he resigned before the disciplinary hearing. Um, also, the former uh, NPA referral was made on the third of April for the former CEO for contravening the PFMA, and NPA referral was made in respect of the official in, two, in 2018 for collusion and fraud and in part, particular forgery. And there's also a disciplinary referral against the manager planning in Lapele and uh, he uh, for collusion, fraud and forgery, and he's being charged for misconduct and is currently a disciplinary hearing that was initiated in March 2022. And the investigation has been concluded and SIU team is finalizing the final report to be submitted to the presidency. In the next um, slide, the, the Lapele R27 proclamation, it's around appointment of uh, blackhead, cons um, blackhead consulting, and the issue is around that there was no fair competitive process that was followed in awarding. Also, uh, the initial contract was awarded to LTE and later to. So the, uh, there's a what we some the find the next findings that we have uh, we know that there's a relationship between the directors of the two companies. And um, it was also found that there was no need to appoint this, uh, to appoint uh, these um, consultants on an urgent pro uh, basis as a project as part of the department's planning that it was already approved in 2012. So it was not an, for an emergency issue. The investigation of course, is still ongoing. 
Um, in terms of Umgeni, there's quite a few, uh, quite a few, but it's all around uh, procurement processes and uh, the allegations are maladministration and corruption. Next slide. And the out and the outcome of uh, of that um, proclamation is that already 45 uh, individuals have been uh, have been uh, placed under. Um, uh, have been looked at. Some of them have been uh, given disciplinary and warning letters, and um, the 45 administration actions for placing the entity and individuals on the national treasury database of restricted suppliers. So both uh, so actions have been taken in regard to the proclamation of uh, of R44 um, McGinning. Um, uh, the final presidential report has been drafted and it will and it's been reviewed before it goes to the SIU at the SIU before it goes to the presidency. In terms of new allegations, there, for Lapelle Northern Water Board, there are two: the Drought Relief Technology Service and the investigation services from service providers in terms of Section 217 of the Constitution. And um, uh, also that one of the service providers was appointed on an expedited basis without following proper procurement processes and not and uh, and the project was not budgeted for so the SIU is this, uh, has assessed this allegation and has applied to the president for the proclamation of the of these matters to investigate these matters the next okay thing next slide in terms of the oh, amatola it's exactly the same. There are two um, two allegations: the drought relief technology services, and also the investigation of the appointment of uh, a service provider. And um, further allegations are that 230 million allocated to Amatola for drought relief solution. Six percent was earmarked for the drought relief technology um, service provider. And both of these procurement processes were not budgeted for and didn't follow the correct procurement process. And the SIU is also assisted and is applying to uh, to send it to the presidency. In terms of the financials, the revenue, the volume, and the capital projects for our entities, I'm not going to go through all these um, figures, but maybe uh, talk to Overberg Water that has uh, the actual uh, actual volumes for 2021 were, is three, uh, three million kiloliters per, per annum. And its uh, revenue that uh, it receives is 89 million. And they have CAPEX projects about for 2 million. So as you can see, that's a very um, small entity with very little money for projects, uh, infrastructure projects. On the other hand, if we look at rainwater, uh, its actual volumes for 2021 are about 1.67 billion uh, um, um, million kiloliters per annum, and um, the revenue is around for 2021 is around 16.6 billion, and and they have big uh, their their revenue projections uh, for 2022 is 19. Um, a billion, and we know that they have big um, CAPEX projects um, that uh, they're busy with uh, and they've planned for of around 3 billion for 2021, going up to 6 billion in 2023. In terms of La Pele, and uh, which is uh, the board uh, that um, has got a lot of issues that needs to be um, 
um, finalized and completed, or a lot of water, a lot of infrastructure that needs to be finalized. The actual volumes are around 84 million million uh, kiloliters. They they have a revenue projection of 853 million, and they have capex projects of about uh, uh, 2021 is 144 million, and um, and uh, 2023 24 um, is 83. As we can see, that it's uh, ha it has um, downscaled, but that is because they are still focusing on finalizing the infrastructure uh, currently that they've been trying to implement for, for quite a few years. Um, um, once uh, we have the once the institution is stabilized, obviously the CAPEX projects uh, around. Um, 2023-24 will, will be revised. And we also know that uh, uh, there's a keen, um, uh, that the minister is, um, and the DG and the department is working towards partnerships with these water boards to assist with infrastructure, um, uh, growing our infrastructure and establishing it. Um, if we go to the next uh, next slide, I think this is a slide that worries everyone, and it's the slide around how much is owed to the water boards. And uh, currently, the total balance is 14 billion. We know the 120 days, older than 120 days, is uh, nearly 10 billion, 9.7, and that is something that is is very concerning. But um, but we have uh, been um, focusing the department, our CFO. The, and our financial finance people, as well as the infrastructure, and the regions have been um, focusing on on being part of a of a um, technical committee and IMC to to try and uh, sort um, uh, lessen these um, debtors. We also uh, I'll speak about that later on. But just to give you an indication in a graphic design, if you can go to the next slide, um, Joy. And this is just um, uh, without looking at the values, we can see that uh, this is a, quite a tragic situation. Um, Sedibing is the one in the blue, darkly right on top, and its uh, debt is growing uh, exponentially. Um, uh, the, the more stable institutions have been trying to keep their debt at a lower level, and you can see that uh, the the um, Makhalis and Umshatuzi are, are, are managing and Umgeni are managing this process. We have to also look at uh, rainwater um, and try and make sure that we implement our strategy for debts uh, immediately so that we don't, so that the entity sustains its uh, um, strength to borrow money. If we go to the next uh, slide, um, uh, this is a clear, uh, this slide shows you what is the impact of the non-payment by municipalities. And I know we've been speaking about this in all our portfolio committees, but just so that we can have a common understanding is that if revenue, if we don't collect our revenue, we can't sustain our business. And at the end of the day, that's a potential collapse of our institution. And uh, we can see that with the city being water being disestablished uh, or as one of the main uh, reasons being the, the non-payment. Uh, we know that our water trading entity is, 20, is, owed, to 20, is owed 23 billion as of uh, as at 31st of March 2022. And, it's, it, and the rising is due to non-payment by the municipalities. 
and also what is owed by the water boards because the water boards don't get paid by the municipalities. Um, I've mentioned in my previous slide that the 14 billion is owed by municipalities to water boards, and we know um, the 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 long term was 9.7 billion, which is a, a, an extraordinary amount. It impacts on uh, there's therefore because of, of this there's inadequate investment in infrastructure. And it has an adverse impact on meeting current and future increased demand of water services. Obviously, if they don't collect the money, we, we can't um, expand our infrastructure. And it also has an Im impact on the maintenance and refurbishment of the infrastructure. Uh, inadequate money is allocated to operations and maiden maintenance with a high risk of unreliable services. And we are seeing that that has been happening in Overburg and, and in other entities. And also um, by not maintaining uh, the structure, we know that it has a negative impact on the water quality and quantity. And, uh, and that is a tragic situation because not only does it, uh, it cost much more to, to purify the water, but it impacts on the environment, it impacts on the sustainability of our resources, and also on allocation of water, on allocation of water. Um, the inability to maintain a positive cash flow from projects, we know that, that if you cannot maintain a positive cash flow, it's difficult to, uh, it impacts on your balance sheet and it impacts on the growth and sustainability of the institution. Um, if we can go to the next uh, slide. However, we have been working, um, um, we have been working hard to try and um, develop a, a solution to these problems. And like I said earlier on, it's not only uh, the departments, entities that are in this situation, it's, it's, um, it impacts many entities. So they are, there is a multidisciplinary revenue committee that has been established to assess the sustainability of the water services business um, that is owed by the top municipalities. And um, they have been working together with um, National Treasury, Cocteau, Salga, uh, and um, and we've, uh, uh, they have made some recommendations. Um, however, in the last few, uh, two, three months, it's been very slow due to, to other priority issues. And um, that has been, it's been resuscitated by Solga and Pocter to try and um, finalize the recommendations so that they can present it to the IMC. Uh, also in terms of the strategy to deal with defaulting um, municipalities, there has been a deep dive assessment on top the top 43 owing municipalities to identify the structural and systemic issues underlying the debt, and that is um, spearheaded by um, National Treasury. Um, the initiatives to reduce electricity and water debt price in municipalities, we, um, the installation of smart prepaid solutions, the uh, looking at other sources of, uh, of um, of energy, and uh, we are focusing on this 43 top 43 defaulters with initiatives to resolve and pay monies that's owed to the to the Department of uh, Public Works and Infrastructure, both at national and provincial office, and also working together with the responsible citizenry campaign because this uh, they talk down to to um, the local people, and it, and we know that uh, that's also part of a change of culture and behaviour. 
So what is currently being done, and uh, I've mentioned that in some of our previous um, slides, that uh, some of the 43 defaulters have been placed under Section 139 interventions, where COCTA, in collaboration with the sector departments, support the municipality with the development and implementation of financial recovery plans. And our, and our DG did um, uh, highlight the issue around the vol, around um, Umkanakute around um, now uh, possibly uh, other other into other areas. So we are we are um, using currently that uh, method of of supporting and. We're losing you. We're losing you. Did you intervene? 